the scripture reading. It's going to be in First uh, Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. Brother, I have to say this really quick. I was literally thinking, and I was just going to say to Gabe, we should read First Corinthians 15 when we listen to My Rock and My Redeemer. Because it's talking about how the um, grave is conquered. So I thought about how we'll never die because Christ didn't die. Right, he rose. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, I had to say that. I didn't mean to distract you. I thought no, that no, no. Cool. That's that's great. That's great. That's actually fuel, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, all right, y'all, y'all want me to wait till y'all get y'all Bibles, or y'all just want me to read? I'm good. All right. Okay, so First Corinthians 15. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you as the first importance, which I received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are all alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preached and you believed. So what I want to talk about, brothers, is uh, a Christian's responsibility. That's what I want to talk about. And I want to start off by saying, you know, many Christians have the mentality that God saved us just so we can go to heaven. Even though this is an undeserved and unmerited gift, this is not the purpose of our salvation. The purpose of our salvation is to be made in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Because as we know, you know, God is holy, God is righteous, and we're not. So therefore, it took the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to restore that fellowship between us and him because God has nothing to do with sin. Without a doubt, the greatest example of our devotion to God is our unwavering faith we have in the resurrection of our Savior. In 1 Corinthians 15, we see the Apostle Paul encouraging believers to cleave to the promise of the future resurrection and life everlasting in the fullness of God's presence. Not only do we have the motivation, but also the eternal responsibilities for our lives here on earth. Paul stresses these responsibilities in his concluding statement to the church of Corinth. This responsibility is not only for the Corinthians believers, but rather for the entire body of Christ. If we are truly thankful for our resurrection on the day of glory, excuse me, if we are truly thankful that our resurrection on the day of glory is sure, we should therefore demonstrate our assurance and thankfulness and just how we do this by standing firm letting nothing move us. Furthermore, 
always giving ourselves to the full work of the Lord, as stated in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Hold on, excuse me, brothers. You know, also the scriptures tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21, that we have received the ministry of reconciliation. So the Bible is clear that we have been created for good works, which God prepared beforehand <laughs> that we should walk in them. Yeah. And this is in Ephesians 2.10. Brethren, the Great Commission is not an option for the faithful believing Christian. The work of the Holy Spirit within us enables us to live in submission to the Father, thus following the examples of Christ. And this is stated in John 6, 38. And secondly, we are to serve one another. This is in 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. And again, we see this in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So this is the point of this message. How can we say that we're Christians and not follow the example of Christ. When Christ was here on earth, he preached, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. So I think that a lot of Christians get sidetracked with daily living, you know, like with life. And we become so engulfed with things that don't matter and that blind us. And we forget our purpose. You know, um, Paul says to live as Christ, to die as gain. Paul also says is that it's not I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. So if our sole purpose is to be made into the image of Christ, we should be like Christ. We should do the things that Christ did. Christ's whole mission was, you know, to do the will of his father. Mm. And through Christ, he, you know, God is our father as well. We have been made, you know, the sons and daughters of God. So therefore that should be our will as well. Because, you know, once we're truly born again, we have a new desire. We have a new mind. So therefore, we should have the desires and mind of Christ. Um, I also kind of want to step on some toes here a little bit. Uh, but it needs said, you know, we, when it comes to salvation, I look at it this, you know, the things that we value, we, 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 you know, we announce, we tell everybody about it. You know, like if a child is born, you know, that's a proud moment. We want to share that with people. If we get a new house or a new car, a new watch, whatever, we place value on, we want to share it with other people. So a question that I want you guys to think about is how much do we value our salvation? If we value our salvation, we will be willing to tell other people about what Christ has done for us. And going back to First uh, Corinthians 15, the chapters, uh, I mean, verses 1 through 11, I think that it's safe to conclude that we too are witnesses of the resurrection. No, we have not seen the manifested glory of Jesus Christ. But if Christ, I feel like Paul is also saying that if Christ has not resurrected, then our faith is in vain. But we can witness that Christ has been resurrected because he lives within us. Mm -hmm. So therefore, why do we not want to share that with people? We have received the greatest news ever. You know, and I, 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 want, I want us to think about this too. Where will the church be 10 years from now? 15 from, 
15 years from now, 20 years from now. You know, we don't stand up and be true representatives of Christ Jesus. You know, let the love of Christ compel us to want to tell others, what Christ has done for us is not just so we can be selfish with it, but it's shared with others. You know, the scripture says, I believe Jesus says, I can't, I don't know the exact uh, scripture, but Jesus Christ says, how can we love God who we have not seen, but hate our brothers who we see every day? So how can we not, you know, I believe that everybody on here desires to preach or minister in one way or another. So how can we see our fellow man knowing that they're on their way to eternal separation from the father forever? forever how can we know this and not you know feel compelled to tell them the good news of jesus christ but this is our responsibilities of as christians as believers you know the the bible tells us that we're going to be judged by our time talents and treasures and we can see this in the parable of the talents and you know that that scripture was very eye-opening for me when i read it because it made me realize you know christ has allowed us to watch over, you know what I mean? Th this land, this earth, it, you know, his ministry, so to speak. We are to continue in his ministry by sharing the good news, you know, and he's all and equipped us to this. But how many of us are sitting on our gift? How many of us are not using it for the glory of the Lord? You know, and, and just in our... I, I debated on using the term obligation or responsibility, but if I, I was afraid that if I use the word obligation, it would kind of present a negative kind of, so I went with responsibility because I think responsibility is something that no matter our age, we can all identify with. We all have responsibilities. And if we don't meet that responsibility, there's consequences for not meeting that responsibilities. I'm married, I have a family. If I don't put food on the table, my family doesn't eat. I'm responsible for that. I'm responsible to pay the light bill because if I don't pay the light bill, the electricity is turned off. So the thing is, is God has given me a gift. God has given you a gift. Therefore, we're responsible to use it for the glory of God. Mm. And we're supposed to minister to people with that gift. So what happens if we choose not to, you know, use that gift for the glory of God? That's something that we all need to think about. I think Christians don't really take this, you know, serious enough. How can we say we know the one true living God that we've encountered him, that he saved us, you know, that, that, that he's redeemed us unto him and not, be compelled to tell other people about that. You know, and I, I, I want to say this, um, you know, no one, I feel personally, my conviction that no one can be a pastor or if there is someone claiming to be a pastor and they're not serious about the great, the, uh, excuse me, the great commission, then they're not called to be a pastor, period. We're first called to serve the Lord and to live in submission to him out of love for him because he first loved us. And we're also called, you know, to love our fellow man, to love our brothers and sisters. And we do this by first loving God. 
in serving God. And in return, if we're loving God and serving God, then we can't help but to serve those around us. And we serve those around us by preaching the gospel and by being a reflection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, Jesus Christ says while he was washing the disciples' feet that no servant is greater than the master. So if our master, Jesus Christ, serve others, we likewise should serve others by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's all I have, brothers. Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking, and in, in something that you said, I was, it made me think about um, Matthew's twelve thirty four. <laughs> Jesus says, uh, well, this is like the negative con- uh, negative side of it, but mm-hmm. it still holds true. Um, and there's a positive side to it as well. So in 34, he addresses the Pharisees. He says, you brought up vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so the reason I bring that up is because it is clear that out of the abundance of our hearts, what we treasure in our hearts, as you have stated, um, will flow out of us, will come out of our mouths. So if we truly are grateful for what we have received, if, if our hearts are rejoicing and is full and content in our salvation, then an evidence of that would be it pouring out of our mouths, our mouths constantly Amen. speaking it out and, and singing praises of our, of our salvation. And um, it just makes me think about, you know, my personal experience when I was first saved, I couldn't get the name Christ out of my mouth. You know, like, literally, that was all I was saying. Like, everybody, I'm like, yo, Christ, 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 Christ. You know, and it's, it's. I think it truly is an evidence of someone's salvation. Um, because when you first, you know, hear about, you know, the gospel, and when you uh, repent and turn to Christ, you have just received the greatest gift in the world. And, Amen. And there's no one who receives and finds treasure and, and doesn't tell anyone about it because you're ecstatic about it, you're astonished, you're, you know, the, the secret of life, you know, the, you know, the, the hidden truth that this world doesn't. So um, that's, that's something that happens. And then I, I feel like as of, you know, because of things that you have mentioned, because of either fear or doubt or unworthiness or, um, um, distractions and things like that we can sometimes uh the the fire that we have in us in our in our initial salvation can be quenched um but let it never be so right um let us continue to seek and grow in grace and continue to um go at it at the father's work so amen brother i appreciate that and definitely um stirred up some fire thank you Give God all praise, brothers. Yeah, amen. As you know, me and Vernon were talking about um in Acts four twenty it says you oh, know, yeah. Peter and John they were talking about like after they got like um you know, in trouble with all these higher authorities, they said For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You know, it was like burning within them, like Jeremiah. They couldn't help but speak what they have seen and heard. So they of course they proclaimed it and souls were saved. Anything, you know, like anything that I need to work on, any critiques or y'all go, go for it, please. I welcome it. I think you did a, I think you did a great job. 
Um, I think you did a really good job. But there was something that I just wanted to point out. I would say that um, we are under obligation. I know you know that, but don't yeah, be afraid yeah. to say that ever. Because Paul says in Romans 1, um, 14, I am under obligation to both Jews and Greeks. Amen. We are in debt to every single human being. In debt to them and in debt to Christ to preach the gospel to them. Right. Um, Thank you for that. So we are under obligation. And I mean, all of us are Christians. We rejoice in saying that we're slaves. I, I'm happy to say that I'm a slave and that I've died. I never thought I'd say that in my entire life. Right. So, um, so uh, I know you know that, but I mean, just always, we are always under obligation. Responsibility is definitely a good word, but I mean, Romans one fourteen popped right into my head when you said it. Um, right, right, right. And then um, I love how you brought up um, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. You were saved by grace through faith unto good works. Um, right. I think a lot of the prosperity teachers, actually, maybe even Todd White, Stephen Furtick, all these heretics, I think they actually might understand Christ's substitutionary death. But we would say mm. they don't know the gospel because they don't know how we ought to live in light of Christ's substitutionary death. And what right, we receive in light of Christ's substitutionary death. So you really flesh that out today. You really flesh that out. Because you didn't just preach Christ crucified. You preached Christ died. Therefore, we're equipped, given all things pertaining to life and godliness. We can obey him and pursue righteousness. Therefore, we live like that. We're wired right. now. Just like how we were wired to fulfill the deeds of the flesh, we're wired to pursue what God loves and abhor right. what he Amen. hates. So, um... It's a life of self-denial, and that's something that you stressed a lot, too. That was a theme throughout your entire messages. Self-denial. Esteem means others' interest above our own. I mean, I'm in, I'm encouraged and I'm convicted because I'm not loving my family enough when I talk to them about the Word. And I'm not loving others enough when I talk to them about the Word. I'm not. And I'm not loving Christ enough. I'm not treasuring my salvation enough because I'm not as ecstatic as I should be. So I thank you for that, brother. I do. And, uh, Give God all praise, but can can I say something to you, brother? I meant in no way that, you know, because I, I fell into this temptation and I encourage other Christians that when I, when I uh, stress fulfilling the Great Commission, don't feel like you, um, how can I word this? Because I guess I'll use myself. That's the best example. I guess I, I fell into the temptation of feeling like, oh, God, I owe you my life. So I have to do this. And unknowingly, what I was saying was I, I have to feel like I have to do this as, as a repayment. And we can yeah. never repay. Yeah. We can never repay Christ. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying that you are saying that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, guys, God sent his son Jesus Christ because you and I we've sinned against God every time we've lied or stolen every time we've said a bad word or hated someone or even looked with lust we've stored up God's righteous wrath and anger but yet God in his love sent his son Jesus Christ to suffer and die on the cross for our sins so repent and believe in Jesus Christ's name Amen